information you need. The podcasts you love. This is the DigitalZone.co podcast network. Coming up on today's edition of the Digital Zone, T-Mobile is going after Verizon customers. And do you really think that Apple, after everything that Google has done to them, is not seriously considering getting into the web crawling business? Consumer Reports checks out 11 smartwatches and will also tell you how the iPhone is doing. Those are just four of the stories we'll talk about today on the Digital Zone. Feeding your technology addiction. This is The Digital Zone, the daily podcast about the tech industry and how it's shaping your life. And now, here's the host of The Digital Zone, Patrick Wiscombe. Well, hey there. It's time for another edition of The Digital Zone. My name is Patrick Wiscombe. Joining me as he does each and every episode, Brad Baird, the really smart tech guy from Harmon International. How are you, Brad? I'm doing great. You saw the rundown already, and I've already told our listeners what we're going to be talking about, but man, T-Mobile, they are coming out swinging right now. They are fighting <laughs> with everything they got. Uh, they don't want to go away. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about T-Mobile being purchased by, who was it, AT&T? A- AT&T, yeah. We're not happy till you're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so ever, ever since John Ledger, the CEO of T-Mobile's come to the helm, he's just been ripping Sprint, and now uh, he's setting his sights on Verizon. I don't know how successful this particular promotion is going to be, but nevertheless, they are going after Verizon, and their Never Settle ad campaign offering to lend Verizon customers a new uh, lend, get that, Lend Verizon customers a new smartphone and port their existing number to it for a 14-day trial. So basically, ditch Verizon, which, by the way, I think they have the best network, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you, do, unfortunately. Yeah, you pay for it, for no doubt. Yeah. Hence the 14-day trial. But if customers prefer T-Mobile service, the company will pay off Verizon's early termination fees up to a maximum of $650. Now, that is significant because when they first started this program, it was, well, we'll pay the early termination fees. And now they've really upped it to $650, which Um, basically it's the cost of a smartphone. Uh, Yeah, it is. And it's interesting how they keep raising that number higher and higher. (laughs) Uh, you know, because, you know, they, they've been doing this kind of thing for years and years and years. But if you remember way back years earlier, they started, it was like, well, we'll pay $50 and 100 then 100 and then 2 and then 3 And so now that they're up to 650 that tells you that, that over the years, their economies of scale have grown. And now they're actually making significant chunks of change that they can afford to pay $650 to get you as a customer, knowing full well they're going to recap that before your contract's up. The last number I saw with Sprint was that we'll pay anything. We'll pay everything. Now, I don't know what the fine print says, but their latest commercials are saying that come over to us, use our network, come use us, come abuse us. We'll pay for everything. Yeah. I'm sure there's some fine print there, but that's uh, on the surface. That's how they're purchasing it or uh, pitching it. Now, with regards to T-Mobile, any outstanding payments on your phone will also be paid off within the same overall limit when customers choose to trade in their old phone for a new one on the T-Mobile Simple Choice plan. That's what I have right now. The only reason I left Sprint 
Oh, man. You know that I've been an advocate <laughs> of Sprint for a long time because I've never had yeah, a bad experience. Have. Yeah, you have. Ever since they rolled out their LTE going from 3G to 4G and slash LTE. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my word. I thought I was going to pull my hair out. The throughput was terrible. I'll put it that way. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. Well, but you know what's interesting with that, though? Just kind of as an aside, the last time I checked the Sprint website, they still do not list the Salt Lake market as being LTE capable. Oh, I would agree with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. they're not. No, man, they're not. And every time I called them, listen, yeah, our network's fine. I'm like, I know it's registering fine. I'm telling you, it's not working. <laughs> Yeah, I I used to just laugh though because if you you remember that they switched LTE and never told anybody. Yeah. And and my phone at the time was LTE LTE enabled, and every time I'd pick up an LTE tower, my phone would switch to Pacific time. <laughs> I remember I remember when that happened. Like Patrick, it's it, it, and then I was late. Uh, the same thing happened to me. Uh, you know, it happened to you. She said you were the one that noticed it that it was going mm-hmm. an hour before, thinking, "Oh, hey, you know, I still have a, an hour till the yeah. workday's over." Meanwhile, everyone's packing up and leaving. And you're like, "What's going on?" And then you realize that your phone is wait, this is the wrong time zone. <laughs> and you turn off the LTE, it would reconnect on the 3G network, and suddenly, bing, right time. It's like, oh wow. I was late for a meeting by an hour. For that very reason, and that that also was the last straw. I'm like, okay, it doesn't work. It's not telling time, and it seemed like every time I looked at the time, I'm like, okay, so what time is it really? Is it? it so finally, I had to go to the iPhone to actually. I'm like, what time is it? <laughs> uh, T-Mobile promises the that uh, you or customers won't lose out if if you choose to stay with Verizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that they can retain you can retain your existing phone. The carrier will refund any fees incurred on its own network and will pay any cost for switching back to Verizon. We'll see how smoothly that goes because you know now that they've got the uh, come over to us down. It by the way, it takes about eight to twelve weeks to get that money. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how smooth this process is going to go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but it's it's a cutthroat business. It's very very cutthroat, and so they got to try whatever they can try because, like you say, you know the the T-Mobile guy knows if he cannot get this company profitable, he's out of a job. Period. Uh, by the way, the offer takes off uh, today's May sixth, uh, twenty fifteen. The offer takes off or starts a week from today, May thirteenth, and runs from the thirteenth of May to the 31st of of, of uh, May. So uh, if you want to try it, I'm not sure if you're going to stick around. <laughs> I do have mm-hmm. Verizon Envy, but I just don't want the Verizon bill because you yeah. do pay a premium. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, moving on to the next story. It is well documented on this podcast that the bad blood between Google and Apple is, I won't say palpable anymore, but I think that memories are long at Apple. Yeah, they're very long at Apple, yes. <laughs> and frankly, I don't blame them. And they're very short at Google, too. What? We promised not to do what? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I, we didn't mean to offend. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I saw this story, and, and, and um, I had read numerous reports before that Apple 
you know, Google's making a boatload of money every single day. That is a company that prints money every single day based on mm -hmm. search, mobile mm -hmm. search. Mm -hmm. Well, I had the thought that I'm like, there is no way they, Apple, are going to continue passing the money over to Google. There's no way they're going to do that. Now, I don't know what that looks like. And then I saw this story that uh, basically confirms that rumors that Apple might be creating its own search engine. Now, I don't know if they're doing that, but I think they're trying to house as much data as they can to serve their own purposes, for sure. Uh-huh. Search engines, or the, um, who was it, the, um, the webmasters started noticing about last fall, they started seeing a web crawler visit from yeah. IP addresses starting with 17, which is the IP address block owned entirely by Apple. By the way, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they have their very own address block, which is quite handy and very, very expensive. <laughs> I bet it is. Apple is now officially confirmed in a support document that it's operating its own web crawler called AppleBot. Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this important? Well, let, let me read the text of the document. It says, AppleBot, this came from Apple. AppleBot is the web crawler for Apple, used by products including Siri and Spotlight suggestions. Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. It respects customary robot, robots.txt rules and robots meta tags it originates in the 17.0.0.0 net block. Okay, that's the only thing that's public there. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's one yeah. thing I've learned about Apple is their memory is long, and uh, they are building their own ecosystem. They don't want to... The good heavens, they're starting Apple Pay, basically starting their own uh, payment system. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not going to pass that money over to Apple. No way. Or, excuse me, over to Google. It just makes sense that I don't know that they'll ever have a public way of searching, but it definitely makes sense with as big as the iPhone is, the 6, the 6 Plus, the 5, the 5S, the 5C, and previous models that they're hoarding data just so they can serve their own customers so they will make the money instead of passing that over to Google. Agreed? I, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, Google has taught us, if nothing else, that data equals money. Uh, and so the more you have, the more money you make. It's just the question of how do you turn that data into money? Google does it, obviously, with their search engine and their branding. But that doesn't mean there aren't other ways to make money off of data that you just aren't aware of. Agreed. So this is an interesting, I won't say development, because I've, you know, I've had this thought. It just makes sense regarding the history of the two companies. And, uh, you know, I, Tim Cook, I think he's done a phenomenal job, honestly, as CEO. Mm -hmm. uh, he's maintained and he's actually extended Apple's dominance. And they're getting into businesses where they simply didn't exist. In fact, uh, the watch, that's our next story. Uh, in fact, let, let me just transition over to that. Since we're short on time, Consumer Reports was testing 11 smartwatches. Some of the models included, of course, the Apple Watch, the Asus Zen, the LG, G-Watch, the Moto 360, the Pebble Steel, some, uh, Samsung Gear S, Sony Smartwatch 3. Basically, uh, to summarize <laughs> what we're talking about, they 
Consumer Reports came away very impressed with the Apple Watch, and it is mm-hmm. now the uh, the the top rank out of eleven smartwatches that are on the market today. And that has nothing to do with hype. If you know anything about uh, Consumer Reports, they are brutal in their testing. They are. They are and absolutely. They yeah, and and I read the report, and based on the criteria that they used, I absolutely 100% agree with them. Um, my only little shadow of cloud cloud shadow over this is I just wonder if they actually use the right criteria in their testing, though. Really? Yeah. Are there other yeah. criteria that you would have used? Well, um, yeah, and and you know what that is. Wear it for a month and then come back and tell me what you think. <laughs> like, oh, hey, what about the real world test? That's yeah. what you're saying. I mean, I mean, just you know, I mean, the things they did are, are all things that are very important. And and yes, if you're looking at a checklist and you're saying, oh, can it do this, do this, do this, do that, do that, and how does it compare with this one, this one, this one? Then yeah, absolutely, it's going to stand head and shoulders above the rest of them just because of the way Apple operates. Um, but what I really, really want to know is the 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day report card of users that have been using these, and and then tell me what the experience is. Uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me, "Hey, are you going to get an Apple Watch? Are you going to buy an Apple Watch?" And you know, what my answer is to every one of them, "I'll wait for the second generation." <laughs> No, it's, well, I'm not going to buy one, but if I decide I do want one, I'm going to wait about four months, and then I'm going to go on the online classifieds and buy one from somebody for $50. Because I guarantee that there's a lot of people that are buying Apple Watches today that three months from now are going to have them sitting in a desk drawer someplace wishing that they had their $300 back or $600 back or whatever they spent. And not because it's not a good product, but because it's not going to do what they think it's going to do for them. That's interesting. I'll have to check out KSL.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. thought about that angle. Yeah. Watch you and I will end up bidding. Well, I've got another call from some other person. <laughs> yeah, his name is Brad Baird. I'll, I'll yeah. tell him. I'll take, I'll take the watch right yeah. now. No, I you know I I and I I really think that's going to be what happens with these. Um, and again, like I say, not because they're not good, they really are. They're they're a fantastic piece, and if you've seen Apple's ads with them, they are lovely and they're wonderful. But as somebody else that I talked to pointed out very succinctly, is this is the first product that Apple has come out with in a very long time that actually requires significant user training to use properly. And it's just going to take, so a lot of people are going to think, hey, it's going to be just as easy to use as my iPhone or my iPad. And they're going to get discouraged really quick because they're going to discover, wow, there's a lot of stuff I have to do to make this work the way I think I want it to work. And I have to charge it every single night and I have to you know, I have to do this and if I and if I move my wrist the wrong way, it's going to do this. I mean, there's some things to it that a a well-educated, savvy user is not going to have a problem with. But a lot of early adopters who just want to jump on the bandwagon are going to look at it and they're just there's going to be a lot of disillusionment 
that comes along with that's just my thought hopefully or or not in six months we'll find out will this be a successful product for apple long term oh it will yes absolutely they will still sell millions of these absolutely well i'll tell you one thing and and you know that i uh recently have switched everything that i own from windows over to apple not because Mm -hmm. i'm an apple homer but because I think their their case is very compelling now, the, the continuity between all their platforms is very, very compelling. Windows 8 was the thing that <laughs> that drove the stake through the Windows <laughs> The heart. thing that did it, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but more than anything, I think uh, they did botch, period. No way to explain this. They did botch the rollout. In fact, they finally took down the the date. Hey, Apple Watch is coming April 24th. You know, whereas they were prominently displaying it before. Mm-hmm. There's some backstory mm-hmm. on that saying that, uh, you know, the little taptic engine that vibrates mm-hmm. on your wrist. Yep. Uh, that they were wearing out within 30 days. And well, so they, yeah. they had to go get a different supplier, basically. Well, yeah, the, they had two suppliers for that. And one of them did not kind of meet snuff and the other one did and so they weren't able to produce as many as they wanted to they basically they had a box of five million of these taptic engines they threw in the garbage can and you know that wasn't cheap yeah no it wasn't (laughs) all right uh, last story how much did apple earn this last quarter it it's escaping my mind it was several billion dollars um, after you know the net, yeah. the net it was up. it was still like fifty five billion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I'm trying a, to remember the no, number, no, no, but no. I thought it was like seventeen billion after profit. But the, oh, uh, oh, okay, I was does that sound right? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. something like that. I was thinking that was the total take was like fifty five billion for the quarter. You know, th- their failing business is Apple, iPod. Technically, it's a failing business. Man, mm-hmm. I wish I had failure like that. Yeah, I, I mean, did, did, being a uh, an iPod is still an enormous profit center for the uh, for the company. Also, iPads. Hence, this report. Now, the sales of iPads. By the way, I have an iPad Air two. Mm-hmm. So I've got the MacBook, or the latest MacBook Air. I've got the iPad Air two, the iPhone six plus. So if it sounds like I fully immersed myself, I have. But. Yeah. I have found myself not using the iPad Air 2 because of my iPhone 6 Plus and the 5.5-inch screen. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, I just hate the word phablet. Yeah, me I don't too. Know why. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. It, it came out of Korea, <laughs> and and they love it, and and they're vastly popular there. Yeah, you know, the phablets, I think phablets have 80% of the market in Korea. Uh, and not so much is, here. Yeah, and a phablet is being defined as five and a half inch screen and larger, which the six plus is. Right. And I really think, not that I'm the example of all things, but I I consider myself a fairly reasonable user. When I got the six plus, now don't get me wrong. When I first got, it, I was like, good grief, this thing is huge. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go up from the uh, the four inch screen i didn't want to go up just you know 0.7 inches which is a remarkable difference yeah it is if i was going to make a jump um i wanted to go to the five five and a half inch screen i'm glad i did but i find myself using the ipad a whole lot less than i thought i would Uh uh-huh okay so the iphone 6 plus is the leader in phablet sales 
so basically it's a tablet, a phone, anything five and a half inches and, and stronger, or and larger, excuse me. They were the top seller last quarter, even though the sales of iPads have actually decreased over time. But uh, they are just absolutely destroying the competition right now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Apple's en fuego. <laughs> yeah, they are. It will be interesting to see the the quarterly results for the um, for the Apple Watch since they botched the rollout. But I, but if, if you if you look at how they broke down the quarterly results, over sixty percent of Apple's revenue is now tied. Mm-hmm. It, what is it like sixty five, sixty seven percent? Yeah, it's Some, iPhones. Man, if they botch, if if they pull a Windows eight like move <laughs> on on uh, on the iPhone. You're mm-hmm. gonna watch their stock plummet. It makes me wonder what's um, what's in store for the six S, yeah. if that's what it's gonna be called. Um, probably. I mean, historically, that's that's been the trend. But Apple also historically, here in the last couple of years, has decided as soon as people get comfortable with the trends, they change it. You know, um, iPhone, the you know, the iPad Air. Uh, they didn't want people calling them iPad sixes, so it's an Air two instead. But it's it's a good way to differentiate it. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I've also I'm also using an iPhone six plus right now. And what? Yeah, uh, I have a six. I've I've got a couple. I've got a six and a six plus. I've been using for work for some of our app development stuff that we're using. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I used the six for three months, and now I'm using the six plus just to get the experience. Uh, for me, the six plus is just a little bit too big. I would think like they'd to come see... out with like a a, a four point seven. I think they'll keep that one. I think so. Do you think they go with a, like a five, five point one, and a five and a half? I I don't know, but for me, I think a five point one or five point two would be the right size. Five and a half is just a little bit too big for me, and I know that they they come bigger. You know, the Samsung Note four is five point seven, mm-hmm. and so. So they come bigger, but just my own personal preference, the the 6 was a good size. The 6 Plus is just a tiny bit big, but I know, there, like you, there are millions of people who absolutely love that size, and, and that's great. Uh, it just, my own personal thing is just a tiny bit for me, but and that's just because of the way I use it. And, but I do use it, again, like you say, I also have an iPad Air 2 which I seldom use now that I have the 6 plus mm-hmm. because it works in place of the of the iPad it really does now I will say this about the uh, the uh, the 6 plus it's nice to have a battery that uh, and and I chew up bluetooth I chew up wireless I'm on the thing all the time but man it's sure nice to have a battery that at least lasts the day now that, and that is true that is one big advantage of the 6 plus over the 6 is mm-hmm. the battery does last longer and plus, you got a little bit nicer of a camera on there with the image stabilization that the six plus gives you that the six doesn't. My only other request: the uh, the six plus has the most slippery surface known to man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's and that's one of the reasons I don't like it is I'm always the thing is always slipping out of my hand. Maybe I just need to put a case on it that I can grip, and maybe then I'll like it better. 
All right, we'll go ahead and wrap up today's edition of the Digital Zone. You can check us out on uh, digitalzone.co. That's not .com, no. Digitalzone.co. We also post the um, podcast each and every single day on soundcloud.com. You can do a search for Digital Zone. That's two words. And you can also follow Brad on Facebook. Where can they find you? Uh... Oh, wow. You're going to ask me my Facebook name. <laughs> All right. Uh, just do a search for Brad there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And wow. uh, you can also follow us on uh, Facebook.com slash Patrick.Wiscom. That's going to do it, sir. Okay. On awesome. you go. We'll do this again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Reporting the technology news and information you need to hear. This has been the Digital Zone with your host, Patrick Wiscom. Heard each weekday afternoon right here on digitalzone.co.